Hello, this is T, and in this podcast, we will be listening to the journeys of those who have made some pretty hard decisions. See where they've started from, how they came to be, and what you can learn from them. Today, we have Field with us, where he will be taking us along his journey. My name is Field Watts. I'm a graduate student at the University of Michigan doing chemistry education research. Most of what I do looks at how students learn like organic chemistry at the introductory level, focused specifically on using writing as a tool for learning, useful for people outside of science. Everyone learns <laughs> in some ways or like goes through undergrad. So it's generally like applicable. The idea of using writing as a learning tool is kind of broadly applicable outside of the sciences. And then specifically, I think a lot of people view science as something that's very like mathematical or not qualitative in a sense. And I think writing opens up a way for people to realize sort of other ways that you can approach science and think about the more conceptual nature of science. So were you always interested in science and writing growing up? I feel like I've mostly just been interested in learning. I just like school and I like taking classes and learning about new things. I guess I've been drawn to science because a lot of people think that it's really challenging. And I like the idea of facing those types of challenges and like thinking about how I can approach learning these things that people traditionally think of as being like more difficult. What kind of like environment did you grow up in that led you to this interest of yours? Growing up, I, I feel like school was a priority. So I've always been sort of motivated to like doing well in school. I have a sister who's a few years older than me, and I feel like we were pretty competitive with our academics. That was a big draw to me is sort of competing to see who can do well <laughs> or better <laughs> in school. That is one of the big things that drew me to like chemistry specifically, because I think that was one of the only classes that she had any difficulties with in high school. So I was like, I've got to do better than she did at this class. So besides from science, were you interested in any other things? Yeah, I feel like I've always been interested in like reading and writing and thinking about those things. In high school, I was in music and I had taken like piano lessons before high school. So I've been sort of interested in, I guess, those things as well. But science was always your main interest. Like you could never see yourself going into like music. Not really, actually. <laughs> I've always been really interested in thinking about other, other sort of disciplines or areas, but for me, science seemed like the most clear path. I mean, honestly, because of like how it's funded, like mm -hmm. I knew I could get into graduate programs for sciences and have those paid for. Like, I think I learned that pretty early in my undergrad. So that's one of the big draws to science specifically is knowing sort of how that funding structure works. And I, I think just coming from a family where I've had to pretty much pay my own way through like undergrad and grad school, that's kind of been like an important factor. Field was interested in science ever since he was a kid. But a big factor that led him to graduate school was because of the generous funding opportunities. If you are interested in this route, keep an eye out for scholarships. I know everyone says just get a scholarship, but a lot of us don't know where to even start. I might make an episode about this in the future. But for now, check out your school scholarship page, aka Google Name of School Scholarship. There, you will be able to find all the scholarships that are available at your school. 
You said that you kind of knew about grad school when you entered university. Yeah, I think I learned pretty quickly in like my first semester sort of how the structure worked, like in STEM. By that time, did you see yourself going into grad school? Was that like the goal you had? Yeah, I would say it was pretty early in my undergrad career. I joined a research lab in my first semester. So that's really how I got to know what grad school was like and what it looked like in chemistry specifically and then STEM more generally. Because I'm so interested in just learning in general and thinking about how other people learn, I've always wanted to be like a professor and to teach. So, and I knew that grad school was like a necessary step on that path towards teaching. How did you find yourself into research so early in your undergrad career? I I don't know if I was really thinking about research whenever I was visiting like universities as a high school senior, but I visited the place where I went to undergrad and met with just like an academic advisor. And I think she probably tells this to like every student, but she just told me to reach out to a specific faculty member who like manages the undergraduate research in the chemistry department. She just told me to email this person. So I emailed them and then he like offered me a position in his lab. And then I sort of went from there. Like I think during orientation, I went and met this professor and like toured his lab. And maybe that was when he offered me a position for the fall semester. So it it was really sort of just like following the advice of the academic advisor that I met on my visit to my undergrad university. This was like your fall semester of your freshman year when you just entered university. Was that hard starting research? Basically, you know, going from high school directly to college, like just starting off the bat? Yeah, it was really hard. I felt like I didn't know anything and I like didn't know anything, but I felt like I should have known what I was doing. So I think that was like the hardest part. Like it was pretty easy to like listen to instructions and to like do the things and like learn the techniques that I needed to do the research. But then actually understanding it, I was like, I was kind of afraid to ask questions about the actual chemistry because I felt like it was assumed that I knew what was happening all the time. So I feel like that was the most challenging part of really starting with the research, like being afraid to ask more conceptual questions about what was happening. How did you start to ask your own questions? Yeah, that was not an easy thing to do. I think just being more involved in research, just sticking with it is really the biggest thing. I don't think there was like a single moment whenever I suddenly was able to think more deeply about my projects. It was more of just learning more as I went. Yeah, I don't know if there's a single moment where I like learned this skill. It's more just something that I think I eventually got better at spending more time doing the research and like thinking about my projects. With this first research experience, what was your goal at that time? Were you just interested in research and just kind of wanted to learn more about it? Or did you have a specific goal in mind? On the visit to the university, I was expressed an interest in drug design and thinking about pharmaceuticals. Like I thought that's what I wanted to do. And that's sort of, I think, why the advisor pointed me to the specific professor. I was really interested in thinking about chemistry and applying that to pharmaceuticals. And I thought I would go down like a pharmacy route, but then This is where I sort of learned about how grad school works and like STEM specifically. And that's where I transitioned into thinking about chemistry like as a graduate program. So I think the goal was just because I was interested in thinking about this area. I really liked chemistry. I knew I could apply it to pharmaceuticals. So I was just interested in like moving down that route. How did you transition, you know, from applying chemistry to the pharmaceutical industry to like researching on how people learn chemistry? Yeah, there's kind of a lot, I think, went into it. 
So throughout all of undergrad, I was working in this lab doing organic research, specifically just synthesizing drug molecules that were being tested for treating ovarian cancer. So it was like really aligned with what I was interested in doing. And then I was doing that research and projects just related to organic synthesis throughout my entire undergrad. And then during my second year of undergrad, I started working at the writing center at the university. And that's where I got more interested in thinking about writing and using it as a tool for learning. Working there, I learned about like the entire field of writing studies and that there's a whole area where people were doing research. And I was really specifically interested in how writing could be used in STEM. So I worked at the Writing Center for three years, the last three years of my undergrad, and that's where I really got interested in thinking about learning. And I feel like chemistry education is where I could sort of meet in the middle between doing just organic synthesis and then thinking more about teaching and learning organic chemistry. When was it that you realized that you were really passionate about this field of learning chemistry through writing? I enjoyed lab work, but then working in the writing center, I realized that I missed like, interacting with people. I mean, I know this was just like a feature of the specific lab I was working in, but there were only like a few grad students in that lab and a few postdocs. And I, I really only ever interacted with one postdoc at a time. So to me, working in the lab was very like isolated because there wasn't much of a community within the specific lab. But then I was comparing that to my experience working in the writing center where I was meeting with students like every day, talking with them about their writing. And there was like a whole community there. So I realized that I missed like interacting with people, which I didn't get to do in my research setting. So that's where I started to get more interested in really applying what I knew about organic chemistry to questions about how people learn organic chemistry because that is inherently would require interacting with people and thinking about how they learn. People think that careers just go up and up and up, but really it's more of like a zigzag. You never know what you may end up doing, but as you get into it, your options will expand and you can choose what fits you best. So you knew that you wanted to go to grad school after you were done with your undergrad. So how did you prepare for grad school? Yeah, I think working in the research lab is probably the best thing that prepared me for going into grad school because I got to see how grad students lived, I guess, how they were working and like how that worked in terms of working towards your PhD, but not taking classes. Like all that was new to me, but I got to see what that looked like by being in the research lab. So I think that was the biggest thing that prepared me to apply to grad school and thinking about going into grad school was seeing how it really worked by being in the lab. When you apply to grad school, you had to still did your research lab. You had to still take classes. How did you balance all that? I think I applied to like seven or eight schools. And I think just planning ahead is what was the most helpful. I actually think the more challenging thing to apply for was the NSF Graduate Research Fellowship, which I applied to in my senior year of undergrad. So I think doing that application was the most intense for me. And then I was able to take the research statement that I wrote for that and the pro statement and sort of use those as a basis for writing my other applications and really just like planning ahead and setting deadlines to complete different components for each application was I think I managed to send in all of those applications. So you mentioned the NSF Graduate Research Grant. 
for those who don't know, could you explain that grant a little bit on like what it is, how to apply for it? So it's a program that funds graduate students for three years of their graduate program. And I know you can apply as a senior in undergrad, and then you can also apply one time during your graduate career. People either can apply in their first or second years as a graduate student. And to apply, I think the main components were the research statement. So you have to propose just an original research project in like one page. And then the other part of the application was a personal statement, which I think was two or three pages where you describe your educational background and why you're interested in what you're interested in. After you applied to grad school, now it was time for the interview. How was that like for you? So in chemistry, it's, it's not an interview, but it's more for recruitment. When you get accepted, they want you to come to their program. So they invite you to visit the university, and it's really them trying to convince you to go to their program rather than one of the other programs that you applied to. So it was really not stressful at all. It was just kind of fun to get to travel and go see these universities and really think about which one I wanted to go to. And you said you applied to seven different programs. Did you have a hard time deciding on where you were going to? Yeah, so I think as I was like applying, this is where I really made the transition into wanting to do chemistry education. So I think the fall semester when I was applying, I was like not sure if I wanted to do education research or continue doing just pure organic research. Every school I applied to, like, I would be really happy to do organic research with professors at those schools. I think two of the schools that I applied to had faculty doing chemistry education research. So really, the decision came down to me if I wanted to continue doing organic research or actually make the transition into doing education research. So that really guided my decision. And then in terms of doing education research, there was only one faculty. I mean, there really is only one faculty member doing research and writing like as a learning tool in chemistry. And that's really what I was interested in doing. So making that decision between the two schools doing chemistry education was pretty easy. But the hard part, I think, was deciding between organic and education. So before coming to grad school, did you have any expectation of what grad school was going to be like? Yeah, so I think I knew that it would be classes for like a few years, but really focused on research. After the first few years, after completing all the courses, that it would just be primarily me working towards completing papers that would be part of my dissertation. So I think I had a really good idea of what grad school itself would look like. And how was it when you first entered? What was your experience like? Yeah, I think it matched pretty well with what I was expecting. The classes were hard. But I think I didn't expect them to be easy. I'd also knew like from my undergrad advisor that work really doesn't matter as much as your research and that like the purpose of grad classes is just to learn the material and that the grades are less important and to really do well in the courses but don't worry about them. So I think that was really helpful was having that advice going in and knowing not to stress out too much about the classes. I think that made the transition of easier from working in the research lab throughout my undergrad, I was pretty used to balancing classes with doing research. So like that transition wasn't too challenging for me just because I had the experience doing that already from my undergrad. What was the hardest thing about grad school when you first entered? 
I guess one of the hard things is moving somewhere where you don't know anyone at all. Because I felt like I had the more academic side of things pretty figured out just from my undergrad experiences. But moving from somewhere where I had a really solid support system with all of my friends at my undergrad and moving 16 hours away where I didn't really know anyone and trying to find that support system while I'm still engaged in a pretty challenging academic was probably the biggest challenge. How did you get into studying what you're doing now, transitioning from undergrad to grad school, now that you kind of know you want to focus on like educational research? I will say I think the transition itself was really hard because of what I thought people expected of me. It took me a long time to like decide that doing the education research was just as valid as doing wet lab work for organic synthesis. So I think that was the hardest thing with transitioning from organic to education research. And I think that's also just compounded by how people in, in chemistry more broadly view education research. It's a relatively new sub-discipline and it really uses methodologies that are completely different from any methods that people use in other chemistry labs. So that really compounded how I was viewing education as like a field for doing research. I think that was the hardest part with making that transition was convincing myself that it was a valid area of study and that it was useful and valuable. And I think once I realized that what was more important was what I was interested in doing compared to what I think people maybe have expectations for if you're in grad school for chemistry, once I resolved that internal debate, it made the transition into what I'm doing now a lot easier. What is your day-to-day -day life like as a grad student? Since I don't work in a lab, all of my work is just done on a computer. It's a bit different from what I'm used to from undergrad because I can really work wherever. Like working from home right now is not wildly different from what it was like before the pandemic where I just really go into the office or right now I just like walk five steps to my desk and then I just start working. <laughs> I guess day to day, a lot of what I'm working on is collaborative. So there's a number of meetings that I have with other people in my research group. And then it's, it's a bit different, I think, from wet lab work in that we only have like a few specific times when we can really collect data because our participants are students taking courses and you want to collect data at certain points during a course. So it's really tied to like the academic calendars. So there are times whenever you're really involved with collecting data that you're paying more attention to specific things. And then like over the summer when we're not collecting data, it's a lot of just analyzing things and writing up your results. With the last semester, it being mostly online, did that affect the results of your data? So one of our main things that we use like in education research to collect data is interviewing students. So for the last semester, we had a plan to do interviews at the beginning of the semester with a few students and then to do interviews at the end of the semester with the same set of students. We were actually in the middle of our second round of interviews when the university transitioned from in-person to online courses. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of stressful because we had to take sort of our interview protocol that we were used to doing in person and transfer it to online and thinking about how we can do that ethically and making sure to still be able to get consent from participants and things like that and being able to protect their identities. And yeah, it's also interesting with the data collection is, I think it's still useful data, but I think we also have to be really careful about how we write these results in terms of making it clear when the data was collected and how that could have influenced how students were responding. What is your overall goal of your research and like, what are you hoping to find? 
So like I said, the central part of my research is looking at how students learn organic chemistry with writing. Long-term goal for that project is to look into how to make writing a practice that instructors are like open to doing, like at a larger scale. One of the biggest problems with encouraging instructors to actually use writing assignments in their courses is that writing can be challenging to grade, especially if you have a lot of students. I think more importantly than it being challenging to grade is that it's challenging to give students feedback at all on their writing whenever you are in such a large course, when you are teaching a large course. So like the long-term goal with my project and like what I'm doing to think about how we can build methodologies to like allow instructors to give students feedback on a large scale with writing assignments. So like what I'm currently moving towards and moving into is looking at using automated text analysis to make sense of students writing and to look into using those as ways to provide feedback both to instructors in terms of how they can change the way that they're teaching during the course of the semester to address maybe issues that are common in the whole class and then also potentially to give individualized feedback to students. So that's like really the long-term goal. What are you planning to do in the future like career-wise with this educational research yeah. experience? So I think right now I'm still interested in hopefully someday becoming a professor, but I'm also I'm not like limiting myself to that one career path. I think I'm learning a lot of tools that are useful for careers in data science, and I'm really interested in that area. So that's another option that I think I'll have from this training. Looking back with hindsight now, how do you think you've changed since you began this long journey? I guess I've gotten a lot better at knowing what I don't know, which I guess is kind of a standard thing for like going into graduate school is like you learning so much in like a specific area that you realize all of the areas that you could also go equally as deep into. I think the biggest way I've changed is how I think about my own learning and sort of like being able to recognize all of the, I guess, different areas that I haven't even thought about. If you had to give your younger self an advice, what would that be? I think the best advice I would try to give myself is just to focus on doing what I am really interested in doing myself rather than trying to think about how other people will perceive what I'm interested in doing. And that was Pretty Hard Decisions with T. Wynn, edited by Andy Vo.